the DI Guys podcast was created to share the best ideas, strategies, and concepts so you can have conversations to help you exponentially grow your DI sales. While they may have lost their hair, they have not lost their minds. Here are the DI Guys, Chris Carlson and Mike Cogdo. Hello, everyone. This is Chris Carlson, and welcome to this episode of the DI Guys podcast. As always, I'm here with my co-host and good friend, Mike Coggle. Mike, what's going on in Denver today? Chris, it's been a couple of weeks since we've done a podcast. Uh, I think it's because of travels, and we'll get to that in a minute. But Denver, you know what? Sunny and warm. It's been pretty gosh darn nice. The smoke at least has dissipated this far east from all the fires out west. So things are looking pretty good. I hope we have a heavy winter because... We do have low rivers, my friend, and we do need we do need rain, not so much. Snow in the mountains is what creates tons and tons of snowpack creates water for us to drink. Chris, you you live out west, right? So you're familiar with like Lake Powell and Mead, right? Absolutely. Are they the lowest they've ever been since they built them? Yes, sir. So I think, you know, we take water for granted and people are talking about five dollars a gallon for um gas. Well, I don't want to pay $50 a gallon for our water either. So <laughs> hopefully we'll have some things happening. In your world, what's going on? Well, Micah, you mentioned travel. I have been a traveling machine over the last six weeks or so. A couple of trips to North Carolina, one to South Carolina, Kentucky, San Diego, and Crimea River, Hawaii. And so, Mike, what, what, I, what I think about a lot of times is that the different places and how they are reacting to COVID restrictions. And when you tend to go to the South, not a lot of restrictions. Contrast that with Hawaii. When you go into a place, not only do you got to show your vac- vaccination card, but that they'll take your temperature. So it's really interesting to see the different responses you know, to what's going on in this crazy world of ours. Chris, speaking of vax cards, did you see, did you see the news this morning? Uh, about um, there's there's two there was two different things. Let's talk about the hockey guy. A hockey guy faking. <laughs> I, was, I didn't know if you were going to go to the Washington State football coach who got fired for it. We'll talk about that in a second. But uh, yeah, I saw. What would make you come up with a fake vax card? Either you, you do it or you don't. But to fake it, I don't get that one. I was actually at a barbecue on Sunday, and I have some friends that are that are anti-vaxxers and trust me chris and i are apolitical on vaccinations all right so we're not going to go deep but he's like he was like going hey Cobb, think i could take your card and do some whiteout and then we can <laughs> because what you can do is you can download everything on your phone with a you know and every state has this now right your driver's license your everything can be in a one place you know it's called like colorado.org my colorado and you can have everything but there's also a place to put documents so he's like i could put it and then we could take a picture of it, put it into the My Documents, because it actually has a vaccination section. Check this out, Chris, but nobody would ever look at that, right? So if you just went to the My Docs and showed a vax card and you're going into a bar, nobody would say a word. And I'm like, God, you're thinking hard about a fake vaccination <laughs> card. And then I see it on the news this morning. It gets cost a guy two million bucks to do it. So I think I'm going to stay away from fake cards. <laughs> so, so, Mike, what, what's so interesting, and like you, you know, I, I've showed my, uh, my vaccination card on my iPhone, and there's been nobody who has looked beyond, it looks like it's a card. Okay, go in. Nobody's sitting there scrutinizing. Let me take a look at the uh, the lot number of the of the vaccine. I mean, it's it's somewhat comical at times. Okay, so for all you people out there, quick sales idea. Chris has a little red book of how many sales ideas? 50. And what's it called? 
the napkin advisor. The napkin advisor. So if you really want to do a vax card, folks, just get a napkin and just take a Sharpie and say I'm vaccinated, <laughs> take a picture of it, put it on your phone, and you'll be golden. By the way, that book does have really, really good sales ideas. And I think Chris and I have touched on just about every one during this almost now going on year and a half, two years of podcasting. And we'll continue to do it because we'll probably start over. So get that book if you get a chance, right, Chris? It's not right. on Amazon, I believe. Yes, sir. Thanks for that, Mike. And one other thing on the on the uh, the vaccine, the Washington State football coach, uh, I, I will give him credit. Whether you agree with him or disagree with him, he stuck to his beliefs. He got fired yesterday, costing $3.2 million uh, for his views about uh, vaccine. So again, I know a lot of people, it's very polarizing here in the state of Washington, very polarizing for those uh, Washington State uh, Cougar football fans. But it really is amazing to see somebody who uh, believes in what he believes in and was willing to give up $3.2 million. And then we can talk about Kyrie Irving, but we'll skip that one today. So, so Mike, we I talked a little bit where I have been. Where have you been uh, in your trial? You've been a hell of a lot of places, too. Chris, I got a quick COVID story for everybody. I, again, went to Kodiak, Alaska, which is a really, really fun trip, but it's it, it, it's logistically a pretty hard trip because we have to fly to Anchorage and then Anchorage to the town of Kodiak, which is not Kodiak Island, obviously. It's just there, but it's the town of Kodiak, which is fairly small with a large Coast Guard contingent. We have to spend the night in Kodiak to get to where we go, which is called the Iaculik River, all the way across the island as the crow flies in a helicopter around 90 to 100 miles. That's all pretty cool and pretty exciting. But so we go out and we drink beers the night before, get up early in the morning and go do our trip. There were nine of us on the trip. And then there were three, two owners and a guide that owned the lodge, which is really, really rustic, Chris. So this is not luxury living, but it sure is fun. Anyway, we started our trip. And by the time we got to, for everybody that wants to talk about COVID and everything, we'll, we'll do this for a minute. By the time we got to Tuesday of our trip, I had one friend of mine that wasn't feeling well. They had three COVID tests, so we waited till Wednesday morning to test him. He tested positive first thing, and then later, a couple hours later, we did the rapid test again, and he was positive again. Subsequently, he had to stay, Chris, for another nine days. We left on a Saturday, tried to get out on Friday, and the weather wouldn't let us out to get back to Kodiak to hence fly back to Denver. So it can be a long day. The fishing, by the way, was phenomenal. Saw more Kodiak bears than I've ever seen, ever probably will see. A lot of times within 25 yards of us, um, just eating fish and happy, happy big bears that just for some reason, I don't know, it's unnerving as all get up, but they don't pay attention to you. Point is my buddy CR got COVID, had to stay there because he had been tested. Of course, I'm with all males. So every male felt just fine, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. No male had a sniffle, a scratchy throat or anything. They looked at me and they go, Cog, how you feeling? And I said, you know what? All I have is what I call the Mike Cogdo Vegas hangover. That's from cigars and maybe a little too much bourbon last night. So I'm feeling fine. We got home on Sunday then. So we fly all night from Kodiak to Anchorage, midnight flight from Anchorage, Denver, 6 o'clock in the morning, 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning. Chris, by 2 o'clock Sunday, by 2 o'clock on Sunday, every single guy on that trip had sent me a text. Three of us ended up not being COVID positive because we had all had COVID. So I'm speaking to the antibodies, the natural immunity, as I like to call about it, which is seems to be not talked about. Everybody that had COVID a year within the last year, which all three of us had it in November, because I gave it to one guy that I had it in my family right before Thanksgiving. We were negative, stayed negative. Everybody else got COVID, Chris, and everybody else had been fully vaccinated. And I can't tell you about which of the three vaccines because it turned out 
between the group of six that were left and oh, and one guide, so seven actually, Chris, all three vaccines had been used. Wow. And everybody got it. By wow. by the grace of God, I'll tell you what I know about COVID vaccines. They mitigate the symptoms a lot. Nobody was down for longer than three days. So there's my story on where I've been. I was just in Pitkin County, which is Aspen. Hardly anybody lives in Aspen, as you know. There's mostly trillionaire second homes. Um, I went to a wet wedding with a dear friend of ours, Reed. Been in the DI business, Reed and Cindy Schnicker for years. Their daughter got married down in Aspen. Mask mandate in Pickton County. Had to wear a mask to go into every single restaurant so you could take it off and spit all each other when you sat down. <laughs> Had to wear a mask into the hotel so I could go watch the Iowa Hawkeyes play Penn State, Chris. Um, but as soon as I got to the bar, I could spit all over everybody, drink my beer, and take the mask off. So... Two years into this, I guess I'm just uh, like everybody. I'm a sheep. I'm just used to it. Not worth arguing. But the travels uh, was just in Dallas at IDIS, which go ahead and ask me a couple of questions. For those that you don't know, that's the International Disability Insurance Society. I think we're, Chris, 17 years old. Is that right? Uh, it's right around there, Mike. And I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you a couple of questions. The first is, you know, what was your just kind of a, from a global perspective? What did you take away from the meeting? Then I'm going to ask you some specific questions. Chris, here's the first thing I took away. And one, we had the meeting because it had been canceled for basically like anything for two years. And it was time to have the meeting. And those of you that could come could come. And there was nobody saying, oh, they didn't come because of this. So we had the meeting and I would say we had maybe 80 to 90 people max there. Uh, my biggest takeaway was that there were some young people there that were extremely enthusiastic about our business. Our first takeaway, I mean, younger than normal um, you know, there's been times, Chris, I'm 61, that I've been at IDIS and I thought I was the youngest guy there. That says a lot about AARP right there, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> you just you so, but this, there was a young group there that was excited. And it's because it, I've always had the passion for this business and everybody knows that. And so have you and everybody knows that. But to see people now, 30s, and, 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 have that enthusiasm that I think that I had back when I was their age. It, it's really fun to see. The other takeaway is the carriers that are in the business are in to stay. At least it appears to be. Mass Mutual, I'll just use company names. They're all in. MGIS, everybody, you know, Peterson International, every carrier was represented well. Principal was represented very well. Standard was represented very well. Ohio National, Emeritus. Those are the main carriers of IDI. I hope I haven't let Illinois Mutual. I hope I assurity. Um, Mutual of Omaha. So I haven't left anybody out, I don't think, Chris, that we've mentioned, but everybody was there and very upbeat and enthusiastic about how do we do more? The other one thing I took away, Chris, is we're starting to have conversations about this not blue collar, white collar middle market, but where's a product that just fits for all? A product that fits for all. And maybe it needs to be a GR, guaranteed renewable for those of you that are new. Um, maybe it needs to be almost like an overhead expense contract for a family. Okay, you have a mortgage, you have this, write down your expenses. I don't care what you do for a living. You know, here you go. So there's they're, they're kicking around ideas about maybe something a little more futuristic than six art classes, the things that you and I have discussed for years. So the takeaway, Chris, was there's a lot of enthusiasm about our very niche industry, which is, you know, income protection, disability insurance. Very enthusiastic. Well, Mike, you would thrown out a number in our previous conversation with me. How much is uh, Mass Mutual investing in this new DI initiative? I, I, you know, I, uh, I guarantee you it's public because it was stated at, a, you know, an open forum in a meeting. And I think over five, it's like $250 million. And for those of you that have been in the insurance business or worked corporately, uh, trust me, I spent an awful lot of years of principal. I will tell you that's a really big and large number to be just say, that's called doubling down, Chris. 
best way I can put it, that's called doubling down. They're in this and they're in this seriously. New York Life, we know, by the way, I should mention them, has launched. Um, I still think they have travel restrictions, but uh, they have launched products. So good to see the industry as we go towards 2-2. I'm feeling upbeat and confident, Chris. You know, Mike, both of those carriers obviously are huge carriers in in, in our country. Uh, New York Life, I mean, that could bring 12,000 agents into the market. Now, certainly some of those agents are already selling disability insurance through various BGAs or through their relationship with Crump. But nonetheless, you you have a lot more. And Mike, you remember back when you and I started, New York Life had a product and they had sales managers who were promoting DI internally. So that always causes a business to be written. And then I'm going to go to the Mass Mutual, which I'm really excited about their investment. I think the real key is, does that investment lead to a bigger pie or are they just going to take away somebody else's share of the current pie? To me, that's the real key. If it expands the pie, everybody wins. Chris, I couldn't agree more. And that's, those were the things that I started talking to the mass mutual. And all the mass mutual people have experience, but a lot of them are new to mass. And that's what we were talking about. And it's one of the things that you and I try to work on really hard. And you know that we've done this in the last year with just one guy. He's been on the podcast before. I'll just skip the name today. But literally taking a guy from zero to probably 30 to 50 apps this year. That's, I think, what you're referring to when you say not share the pie, but make a bigger pie, correct? Absolutely. And that's where I hope they take a ton of this brokerage business and they they want to put some money into education and not even education about DI because, you know, we all have to take an insurance test and pass that. And it's pretty easy and that's fine. But where I think it needs to happen is if you coach people and you start from the beginning and start coaching people that this can be done, then I think we can actually grow the pie uh, exponentially and we don't have to just cut it into more pieces for more, for the same number of carriers. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Well, Mike, uh, you know, as always, we like to end our podcast with a sales idea or two. And you kind of said something earlier about that, you know, that product that is more universal. And I really want to go here. Obviously, in the last 18 plus months, we've seen a tremendous, a lot of changes in our economy. Specifically, we've seen those what people have called gray blue collar. People become all of a sudden essential to our economy. And as a result, you know, they're getting compensated that way. So when you think about that marketplace, which has traditionally been maybe shunned by the DI world, what are your thoughts today with everything going on? Chris, I don't know the numbers and we're not going to have self-driving trucks across America yet because we already know if we did, we wouldn't have the logistical problem we have. One day you go to get Kleenex and they're not there. The next day it's um, milk. Honest to gosh, I was in the store milk and there's like a carton left. And it's, you know, like, it looks like you need the carton more than I do, ma'am. Go ahead and take it. One of those. I'm not going to get in a fisticuff over a carton of milk, right? But my point is, is just think about logistics and truck drivers and delivery people and all of those. You know, when I said watch national news, which which I have a tendency to just pick up national news, any of the three major networks, because I'm old school, Walter Cronkite obviously isn't on today, but I still watch it. And when they start talking about, you know what, if I could get, a, if I can get long haul drivers and long haul still has that term to me, Chris, long hauler means not a residual effect from COVID, but a <laughs> person or persons that drive trucks across America, that keep this world turning, keep our country turning. They're talking about 10 and $12,000 a month plus bonuses to get through the school, to get through the driving school and start driving. You know what? If you're making twelve thousand dollars a month, Chris, you can afford some kind of income protection. And there are carriers out there 
remember, any listener in the audience, there are carriers out there that will write these folks. And, you know, it, you talk about a company that's never been called on. Go to a big trucking company. You've seen you've seen their names all over the country, Chris. If you start to think about it, you could look up top 500 trucking companies in America, and I guarantee you Google would pop them all up. There, that's just one example of another place we don't think where we can go. And I, that's, Chris, where I would think I would go. And a lot, some of them are 1099. There's all kinds of ways they get paid. But that's where, you know what? you could, you know, instead of picking a banana, you could pick the whole bunch. You get to a small trucking firm up in Fort Collins, Colorado, that has, you know, a hundred trucks and 175 drivers. 30 of those people decide that, you know what, this isn't bad. You know, my income's tripled from what it was five years ago, or I'm brand new at this and it's awesome. Why not do income protection? Why do they not deserve the opportunity to say yes, as you and I always say? Well, you know, Mike, what's interesting, I mean, even if you don't get, you know, that GSI or GTI type offer, the, oh, the good news, you know, well, the, the good news is, Mike, for a lot of these is now that we have, you know, kind of what we call the simplified underwriting these carriers have. So up to certain amounts, depending upon carrier, many times in the blue collar market, that might be $3,000 a month benefit. You know, for some of them, that's, you know, more than enough for the for the mug plan. Right. So I guess they anybody who goes to that trucking firm in Fort Collins to see those 175 drivers has got to bring 175 mugs. One more idea right there, Chris, before we hang up today or, or sign off. Mug, tell me what mug is. Let's talk about it because nobody has called me yet that they've done it. Mortgage, utilities, and groceries. And what should it be on? Oh, it's going to be on the coffee cup. It's going to be on the coffee cup that we give them. And Chris, you and I both know, I'm one of those guys, long haulers, they don't ask you how much coffee you drink when you drive down the highway. It's not a question on the app. You know, Mike, you know, we, we, we talked about this. This is goes back probably four or five months when we talked about, you know, bringing a, uh, that coffee cup that says mug on it to the meeting and don't say anything. 100% of the time, what are they going to do, Mike? Ask. They're going to ask, what the heck does that mean? And boom, you're off to the races in your income protection conversation. Because, Mike, I think you'll agree with me. So often over the years, we've heard the following from producers. You know, I just don't know how to start the conversation. Well, we've just given you an idea. You know, when you, for a dollar, you can go buy a, a coffee cup that's got the word mug on it. And then that's how you start your income protection conversations. Chris, let's say you got a fancy mug at $2 and $2 instead of one. $200 gets you 100 possible clients, right? Chris, if you sold one person an income protection policy, would you make more than $200? Get your return on your investment. Way more than $200. So somebody, please do it and give Chris or I a call or email me or text me and say, Cog, I did it and it worked. Once in our lives, we'd like to be proven correct versus just blowing air. Right, Chris? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and then, Mike, last thing I want to add before we get out of here today, I really believe, you know, that, that selling's easy, but prospecting's a bitch. And so my point is, is you can start the conversation, you know, with a mug as an example, but there's a plethora of ways to do it. But at the end of the day, what every advisor has to do is go out there and, and prospect, do business development. And whether that's through referrals or whether that's other types of marketing, you still have to do that first step so you can position yourself to have the conversation. Chris, I couldn't agree more. And I'm going to tell everybody right now, a precursor next week's podcast. I saw a good thing on some prospecting down at IDIS because even though I think I know everything, I go to the meetings, most of them anyway, and take something away. I think we want to focus on prospecting next week for our podcast. What do you think? I think it's a great idea, Mike. Chris, you're awesome. 
Great, Mike. Great talking to you. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Have a good one. Thanks, my friend. Thanks, buddy. 